The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Hello, Don. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Welcome back. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and all that good stuff. You just say happy holidays, my dude. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Politically correct here. Happy holidays. <laughs> And we're joined by our very special guest, a member of the Forever Young cast, Madam Lizette. <laughs> How are you, dear? I'm good. I'm going to let you know now I'm congested, so I apologize for like a lack of real voice and for all this nasally stuff I got going on, but I'm here. And Merry Christmas and Happy, ho- uh, happy New Year. We're not doing Happy Holidays over here this year. We're going to do it that way. All right. This is Cast a Strong Style. We can be found on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe, download, rate, and review Cast a Strong Style through iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. So we're here to talk about Russell Kingdom, Nights 1 and 2. And New Year's Dash. So we'll get right into it. Night one. Alice Coughlin, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, the LA Dojo defeated Hanare. Oh, and Hanare, excuse me. They defeated Makabe, Hamna, Yuromori, and Suji. So congrats to those guys and Hanare. Hanare actually got the pin in that match over Suji. And Kojima. Yeah, I think that he's oh. getting a little bit more push. I see he's getting a little bit more of a push now. Oh yeah, Hanare. Know. Yeah, he's finally yeah. like. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's getting some wins out of this because for the longest he was taking nothing but else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Such is the plight of a young boy. Yes. <laughs> Kojima and Tenzan defeated Yuji Nagata and Nakanishi via pinfall. So a blast from the past. New Japan dads getting the spotlight on the pre-show. Bro, I was happy when that match was over. <laughs> you ain't got no I, I, love I, for Nakanishi? It, it was fun. Um, dog, have you seen Nakanishi? Just, I'm just messing, man. <laughs> Don't ask questions you want to answer. For real. <laughs> Now it's time for the main show of night one to begin. And it starts off with the legend Jushin Thunder Liger and all his rowdy friends in the form of Tatsumi Fujinami, Tiger Mask, and the great Sasuke. They faced off against Otani, Takiawa, uh, Nakoi Sano, and Taguchi. Jushin Thunder Liger cradles Taguchi for a two count. We get an enziguri by Taguchi. And the Bumbaye connects for a two count. The Dodon connects to Liger. And Taguchi picks up the win over the legend. Yeah, 
Bruh. All right, man. Dragon is bold, dog. That dude is in his mid-60s and cut like that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, dog, if I could be anywhere near that age and look like that, like, that is ultimate goals. And Otani with that face wash, I was like, so I think he was the first dude to do that shit? Yep. And his face wash is really fucking unique. <laughs> You think of all the people that we know while do that face wash, his joint is really unique. We like, like, who be doing the face wash? Joe be doing the face wash. I think Roddy do the face wash sometimes. Sami Zayn. Like, so many people do the face wash, but his is the most unique out of all of them. Don't Nakamura do it? Oh, he stopped doing that. He stopped doing it. He stopped doing it. You know what this reminded me of? Remember those old um, Legends games that used to have at the NBA All-Star game? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is what this reminded me of because at first I was like, man, I hope these guys all make it through the match. I haven't seen a lot of these guys wrestle in a long time. It's like, you know, I hope we don't have a, you know, a situation here. But yeah, man, everybody did. They played the hits and it was fun. It was real fun. Some of them dudes are still active. It's just you if you ain't seen them for a long time, you be like, uh oh. But a lot of them dudes still active in the indies. They're just not you not in your eyesight or whatever. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm, the next matchup, Suzuki Gun in the form of Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Desperado faced okay. off against L. I. J. in the form of Evil, Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi. L.I.J. <laughs> takes control, working over Zack Sabre Jr., and Suzuki Gun makes the save. Zack Sabre Jr. locks on the Omoplata and transitions into a Rings of Saturn, and Bushi has to tap out. I love this match. I enjoyed that match. I just like Shingo just doing Shingo things, just beating the shit out of people. That part between Shingo... And Zach Sabre Jr. tying folks up. I'm just like, you know what? This is a great match. I love this match. They can they can never do any wrong. Like, you tell me that Suzuki Goon or L.I.J. is going to be in the match. I'm like, yep. I'm here. I'm tuning in. Doesn't matter. And then when they go against each other, I have all these conflicted feelings about who I want to win. But they always have Bushi be the one that taps out. So then I never really feel that bad. Bushi get the victories and we throwing you off. Like, what? Sonata dipped out on the match and be like, you go ahead and wrestle him. And then Bushi got the pitfall on the back. Exactly like, the fuck? <laughs> that part, you'd be like, wait, how, how'd that work out? But, you know. That cut some funny-ass promos. But it's like, he's definitely one of my favorite people. Like, yes. I'm glad he didn't go to WWE. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do with him. The Zack Sabre Jr. Minoru Suzuki double team submission spots. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part of these matches. Like, oh my god. Wreck him. You just be like, wreck him. Because you know, you yep. Mm-hmm. You're right. Suzuki's my favorite old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he be abusing the young lions, too. I'm just like, oh, those poor babies. <laughs> Chaos in the form of Yoshihashi, Yano, Ishii, and Goto 
took on the Bullet Club in the form of Chase Owens, Yujiro, Bad Luck Fale, and Kenta. Ishii headbutts and suplexes Fale. Kenta takes Ishii out. Goto runs Yujiro into Kenta and follows with the clothesline. We get the Ishii Garoshi by Goto, and then he hits the GTR on Yujiro, and Chaos gets the win. Did y'all peep how Kenta and Goto was just staring hoes into each other at the start of that fucking match? Yes. <laughs> yes. That shit was great. They don't like each other, for real. Like, for real, you can tell that. they There's a dislike that goes way beyond this kayfabe life. <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> you just looking at their eyes, just like it's totally like fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'll beat the brakes off him. It's cool. I'm with it. It's just like, all right. They're, like probably, they're actually my favorite things about that match. Yeah, yeah. I like how how they set up that suplex to follow because like if you've been trying to get that dude up for like a minute. And then he finally got a Wrestle Kingdom. So that's like, they paid that off. Like, I was a little nice. Proud of him. Yeah, so that's my man. Don't football. <laughs> the Gorillas of Destiny defended their IWGP tag team titles against David Finley and Juice Robinson, a.k.a. Finn Juice. The gun stun is countered. We get a stunner by David Finley, and they get to two as Tangaloa makes the save. Juice saves Finley from eight shit and takes out Jado. The left hand of God and Pulp Fiction follows. Finley hits a slice bread on Loa, and we have new IWGP Tag Team Champions. It was nice to see that tag division get a little bit of like adrenaline busting in it. Put into it, I like God, but it's just God in that heavyweight like tag division, and nobody else really matters. Hopefully. This is the start of something to improve that division because that's like the weakest division in that whole damn company. So hopefully Spin Juice have a nice little run and hey man, G.O.D., they're going to get their belts back at some point. That's just how it is. But good match. Not great, but good. This was supposed to be their year. They were supposed to win at the Tokyo Dome this year. Just defend the titles. Retain nah, the they, titles. they did what they always do. Lose the tag league and then lose a Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. That's what they do. They offer for the Tokyo Dome as champions. Mm-hmm. So this match surprisingly was better than I thought it was gonna be. Like I find God matches to be very sluggish, and so mm-hmm. like, I recognize that Tangaloa are very good in the ring. But I also mm-hmm. think those, they slow everything down. Like, that's why they put them in matches with the Bucks and with Igor Samanas have to get that pick up. Um, mm-hmm. And David Finley can kind of fall flat sometimes. Yep. Surprisingly, he did what he was supposed to do. And Juice is so over, period. And then, like, for them to win, that blew me. Because I, I really thought that G.O.D. was going to win, and that was going to be the end of it. They were going to get their 365 days, and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll drop it, like, at Secure Genesis or something like that. But yep. mm-hmm. for them to actually let Finju go over, I was like, yo, that's big, because there has not been a, like, another dominant tag team in this division outside of G.O.D. Now that the Bucks are gone, and Sonata and Evil aren't tagging together really that much. So mm-hmm. this match was surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be and then the finish really I was like yo 
Like that was the one finish of this entire weekend that I was like, yo, they let they let him win because I really didn't think they were going to. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I'm so used to how Gato writes, and so I was like, oh, Gato's just gonna have Gato go over because they'll hit their year and you know Bullet Club for life, and they're like nah, none of that. Okay, <laughs> but it was nice to see. It was nice to see David Finley and, and and Juice like really get over and the crowd be behind them and them to get the win in Wrestle Kingdom. Like I know that feels very good as well. So it yeah. overall was a pretty decent match. And I think that's like Finley's like second title win or something because he I think he was like I think he's like a six man champion. I can't remember though. I think he is. So, I, I think um, Juice and somebody else for six man. Maybe. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. How do y'all feel about <laughs> Juice's village people look? That's what I'm about to ask her about. Like, <laughs> what? So, like, Juice just be doing shit, but hey, man, have, come on while you can. That cut in your mustache, I think that shit is so ugly. So, the food I man don't chew? Like the look. Yeah, I'm not here for that at all. I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like the chops. Those are the two things where, like, I look at you and be like, yo, it's a turn off. We're not getting up for this at all. Uh, I do like the fact that he cut the dreads off and now he's rocking like the Jufro. I'm cool with that. <laughs> he's like the crow activator, and I'm telling you, he gonna have he gonna be out here like somebody's like light skinned child. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the the, the mustache village people look ain't it's not cutting it at all. And I like and that David Finley to another level. Yeah, and I like that David Finley's kind of added some rocker rock star look to his gear so he's just not out here so generic it's not as flamboyant and juices but it it doesn't look like he out here in some jeans and a t-shirt so I, I support it you know it was cute like i was just scrolling my timeline and then i saw his dad popping like shit there like david one <laughs> i was like oh that's oh, cute. really I yeah, like it, it was like he was hyped i was like oh that's cute <laughs> I never think about fit and like how he feels about what his son is doing because David Finley is totally supposed to be like he runs the dojo he's not really supposed to be the winner he's supposed to be the guy who runs the dojo he's the teacher and so you can tell it like I can you can tell it kind of bothers him that he doesn't really get title pushes but mm-hmm. you can see his dedication to the dojo and training the you know the young boys and stuff like that so that it doesn't like really affect him because this is the lifestyle that he's chosen in a form, but also when you have Juice out here having this big pop and push and the you know his matches with the North American title belt and all of that stuff, it's, I know it has to be like, yo, I can go um, too. Yeah, <laughs> I want to win too. Yeah, he's like, if you look at some of them old like New Japan matches, like it was 2016, 2015, like, you uh-huh. will see, you will see Juice, you will see Jay. And you will see David Finley all young lines together, like outside. Yeah. Like so, he came up with all them dudes. So he definitely got more to offer. Some of like Jay's early like best matches as a singles when he came back was the fucking David. So he got more to offer. He just got to get the opportunity and not get hurt. So like, if you're gonna take this to the football reference. They are Eli and Ben Roethlisberger, and David Finley is um, what's the name with Chargers. That's how this works. And they got titles. <laughs> I mean, they got championships. Who's Eli? Who's Eli? And he's Philip Rivers. Okay, I don't. Okay, you now you ask Who's Eli. I guess it has to be Juice because I feel like Jay may be more of a Ben yeah. Roethlisberger. 
first my phone. <laughs> this <laughs> in my opinion, is more talented than Eli, and that's not really saying a whole bunch. So I'm gonna say Jay is gonna be Ben, Juice is gonna be Eli, and David is Philip Rivers, and like it, Poe Kid. Like, like looking at Philip Rivers' life right now, like he's probably not gonna stay with the Chargers. He's gonna probably go out somewhere or retire. He got twelve kids to take care of. He got to figure out how he's gonna do it. And here's David Finney. Like, I just, I finally won a belt. Look at that. <laughs> oh, hey, you got something up on Philip because Philip ain't win nothing. <laughs> that Don't get true. mad at me. Remember, like, the meme of, like, Sonata with the, with the um, Chargers and Sydney? Because it's like, because he's, he's, like, he's a um, representative of, like, it was a dude that made, like, all these comparisons there between, like, football teams and, and wrestlers. And the Ravens got Shibata and, is and the charge got Sonata because Sonata be getting those opportunities, but then don't win at the end. <laughs> Yo, that is accurate. I, why you do Sonata like that? What is that true is though? Very accurate. We'll get into that some more, I guess, on the episode. Uh, huh? <laughs> so moving on to our next match, Lance Archer defended his IWGP United States title against John Moxley in a Texas death match. Big boot by Lance who gets a plastic bag and then he tries to suffocate. Well, he doesn't try. He actually Bro. does suffocate no, Giles Moxley bad. with it. So that made me clutch the pearls. I was like, oh, oh, we try to commit murder on national television. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is not national television. This is worldwide television. This is, this is a step larger than that. Damn, but like, you know, he put that plastic bag. I was like, what is he doing? Straight out of the Terry Funk, Ric Flair playbook. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moxley fades and then Lance follows with strikes. Lance heads to the floor. He gets tables and he sets them up. Lance uses the spikes on the helmet that he came to the ring with to attack Moxley. Moxley <laughs> fights on the apron. Moxley then hits the Death Rider from the apron through the tables on the floor. Moxley gets to his feet before the 10 count and we have a new IWGP United States Champion in the form of John Moxley. This match was crazy. So is Shooter, so is Shooter on uh, excursion. excursion right now? Yes, he okay, is. Okay, because I was like, the whole time I was like, but where is Shooter? I don't understand. Where? I'm so, and then I remember seeing a tweet where he said that he was going, but I don't know, it didn't, it didn't all recollect with me. That match was terrifying, actually. <laughs> I wish your name <laughs> <laughs> like Renee being in Japan, I want to be the person who like I want to be the reaction cam watching her watch this match because yeah. we saw we saw her tweet when he had his match against was it Kenny was it, with Kenny yeah and we saw her yeah. against that match and she was like this shit's not for me so I'm just like how do you feel to watch your husband almost be suffocated on like international worldwide television I just need to know um. Somebody from Texas. I don't understand what the difference is between a Texas death match and like a no disqualification or like none of those matches make sense to me because I all feel like they're the same thing and they just get really like interesting names. 
But the match was good. Like, I enjoyed it. It was violent. And I know that's probably why I enjoyed it the most. But Lance Archer, for me, for 2019, is, like, my most improved. He's gotten me to 100% be on the wave and support him. Like, seeing him mm-hmm. in Dallas at the G1 up until now, like, his entire character, everything, like, he's been great. And then John Moxley leaving WWE, and this is where he's at now. I support it. I th- I, I like John Moxley a lot. Um, I like his promos. I like his wrestling style. I think he's cool. I like Lance Archer now, because y'all know how I felt about him if you run back some of these takes. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't seeing it for him, but I see it for him now. And I thought this match was pretty good. It was violent. It was bloody. Um, which, how did he end up bleeding? Was it just going to the table, or did he did he cut? Like those I, I those Japan like, tables, oh, those Japanese tables don't break as friendly as the American ones do. And no, so it's they shard true. and they true. splinter. <laughs> that's true, and yeah, he was. I was like, "Ooh, where did all this blood come from?" Because like, you didn't see it, and then you saw it. But overall, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good. And I'm happy Mox is champion again. Mr. Anwar Starwin, your analysis on yeah, Moxley winning the IWGP United States title. Hey, man, he should have never lost in the first place. That was Mother Nature that was working against him <laughs> on that one. So, hey, everything come back to him proper the way it should have been. It was, it, I, like, I like the way this match was placed in the card because this is the thing I like about, like, other companies compared to like company we be watching in America, they give us like different type of shit. So it's not the same matches usually for like on the card. So we could get something with like submissions and then like quick like flash pins with like Sonata versus um that. Or we could get something like this that's just fucking violent. <laughs> and it just beat the shit out of each other. It is just like I just love that the options because it's not like I'm watching the same goddamn type of style of match over like hours. That 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 shit feels like brings me back to the day when I was in school watching Amistad and that shit like that movie was fucking in. Um, yeah, this 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 was awesome. It was short. It did its damage. It got the fuck off. Out. It was, it was yeah, man. One of my best favorite matches of the go. Yeah. It's the build off of that too. Something that New Japan does that I really enjoy is like WWE always has that coming down match, that cool off match. So it's a match that puts you up real high and you have a match that gets you real low. New Japan does not do that. They're just like, look, we're going to put these matches together. And then usually it's a level of importance. And you're going to get highs and lows throughout the match. So we don't have to do high and low matches and alternate that. Like, each match is going to have its high. Each match is going to have its low. So you're going to go up and come down and go up and come down. And we don't have to stagger the matches where, like, WWE is like, okay, so here's your peaking match. Here's your low match. Here's your peaking match. Here's your low match. It's never like that. It always feels like I'm going through the highs and lows throughout each match. And so I get to come down. I get to be real high. I get to come down. I get to real, real high. And so I appreciate how they, like, stack the matches and put them on the card because you can really just enjoy it. And if this match is not for you because it's bloody and gory and like violent as hell, there's another match on this card that you're going to get really up for that other people may not get up for because it's not violent in that same way. So I exactly. Yep. After the match, Mosley says he came to Tokyo 
to leave with nothing or everything. And he says he's going to settle things with Juice once and for all on night two. Now the match that I was anticipating the most. Will Ospreay defended his IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against the returning Hiromu Takahashi, the ticking time bomb. Will hits the Spanish fly for a great near fall. The hidden blade connects, but the Stormbreaker is countered into a code red for a two count. The Lariat and Time Bomb by Hiromu follow, and that only gets a two count. Then Hiromu follows with the Lariat, and he hits a modified Emerald Flosion, and he gets the win over Will Ospreay, and he is the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. so good. <laughs> that I probably could have. It felt real good. It was just like, they felt like they didn't even miss a beat. Like, you couldn't really tell that Hiromu hadn't wrestled in a year and, you know, like, he was basically out here on IR and we didn't know if he was ever coming back. You couldn't tell. It just, they just fell back in line with each other so perfectly and the match was just so good and I'm so happy that he's champion and I'm guessing this means that Osprey is, like, done with being a junior and he's gonna now, like, either be open weight or be heavyweight, but like not take that step back, which I think is good because I think Osprey needs to move on. And Hiromu being his successor makes the most sense in the world. So this match felt good. I'm just, uh, I was so excited to just get to it and watch it and see it. And then he won and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is great. Wrestle Kingdom did it right. I support it. Like, this this match was an emotional roller coaster. Like, yo, Osprey <laughs> was healing it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> it made me kind of feel uncomfortable. Like, dog, stop fucking aiming for his neck. <laughs> and then it helped that Kevin Kelly kept hitting you with the, remember, he hurt Bushi. He hurt Bushi. He fucking hurt Koto Bushi. Don't say that. I don't want to re remind yeah, you that he hurt Koto Bushi when he hit that move. I don't want to know that. I just want to enjoy this and act like her own not going to end up hurt at the end of this. Please. Yep, you're exactly right. Like he is like so you're over there nervous of him hitting that hidden blade. And it's yeah. like then he get him and you think you're like, shit, this match over. But then he pulled it out and then, then so many awesome near falls and it's just like, man, it really like the junior division could like main event more. Like I like after watching this match, I'm like, Good luck, main event. <laughs> Cause it's gonna be hard for one of y'all matches. Uh, this one right here, buddy. Like, That's true. This is this man's first singles match in like a year and a half. Right. And he had a match of the year contender. <laughs> That's just nuts. Oh, man. I'm so glad to have Romo back. She's about to be more fun. I am, too. I'm I, I have in parentheses in my notes five stars. Look at you. Hey, you know what? I have no complaints with you with that level. I I was sick. I saw it. I watched the match again this morning, like earlier, in Japanese. And it's, it's just as great as I watch it in English. So if you go five or anybody else go five, I ain't going to argue against it because I'm probably, I'm probably right there with you with, on that number. I support it. I do. I agree. 
And also, like, if we don't do anything else, Kevin Kelly can call some matches. Like, he was him, Gino, and the other kid. I can't remember his name. Chris they Charlton. Were, okay, they were great. Mm-hmm. With a little like, bit of Rocky Romero splashed in. With a little bit of Rocky, yes. They were great. But Kevin Kelly, like, he steers that ship and gets you so invested. And he fucks with the wrestlers, too, to kind of be like, so why are you doing that? What did you know about that? What do you need? Like, I I love, I absolutely, out of all the commentators that we have on all these different shows, Maru included, like, Kevin Kelly is my favorite. Yeah, man, he's great. He's 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 done a lot. Like he he started Rocky from some early impressions, like on commentary, but he kept putting in the work to improve, and then he just got tilt for it to the where he's to the point where he is right now. He's just the best. So yeah, there you go. Put that work in, it pays off. It does, and that's something that I like admire about him from like listening to like Jericho's podcast. And Kenny being on there and Don Moxley being on there and talking about Kevin and like the fact that he does put in the effort to get to know the wrestlers on the roster. And even though there is this language barrier, like still putting in that effort to research and know all the different stuff so that he can make sure he calls the best match. Like that is so important and I love it. So good work. Good job. Jay White defended his IWGP IC title against Naito with the winner earning a title match in night two against the winner of the main event. Jay low blows Naito, but Naito counters into a dragon suplex. Naito hits a low blow on Gato. We get a chair shot by Jay on Naito. The, see- the sleeper suplex follows, but there's no ref. Naito fights off the Blade Runner. Dre drops Naito on his head with the sleeper suplex, but Naito rebounds and hits a desperation destino. Both men are down. They work in the counters. We get the poison hurricane rana by Naito, and the destino connects for a two count. Jay counters Destino, but Naito hits the Brain Buster, followed by Destino. And Naito is your new IWGP IC champion, and he's going to be in the main event of Night 2 of Wrestle Kingdom 14. These two, these two have much better matches in tag team settings than they do in one-on-one settings for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. But part of the reason of that is the way they set up these matches for fucking Guido to always interfere and shit. That takes old. It gets fucking, it's been fucking old for a while. Like, yeah. when you let Jake you just do his thing and cook, he, 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 he's a really good, really strong wrestler. You don't need your help, bro. I know you're trying to like establish him as just this, this fucking heel or do anything to win. Okay, but Jay Jay don't need that help. Jay can go. Like let that man go, man. So that's the part of his matches I don't fuck with. But I like this match. It was really good. It fucked with my nerves because. I just know, like, you can have all these ideas and shit, but when Jay White is in the match, you got to be fucking nervous. 
So I, I like it, but it's not like after you see Hiromu and Osprey lay it on their line and kill it like that, and then you get this like that bullshit in this match. It's like I could have did better with that, but I still like the match. Yeah, the match wasn't bad. I enjoyed the oh. match, but yeah. I get tired of the interference and the, oh, we're going to knock out the ref. Like, WWE has burned the whole let's knock out the ref thing for me and the interference is for me. So, watching that on New Japan just makes me go, like, that's just cheap heat. Like, you don't have to do that. Jay does enough and says enough in his, like, backstage stuff and his in-ring things that he has enough heat with the Japanese crowd that he doesn't have to do all that extra stuff, especially now. Like, I understand I'm doing it in the beginning because you're trying to set him up as a heel and you're trying to mm-hmm. build his character. But, like, yep. he's been in this situation for, what, a year now? At this point, he's built up enough heat that the fans don't rock with him, period. And he's in a match mm-hmm. against Naito, and the fans love him. So you mm-hmm. know you know Jay's going to be booed, so you don't have to do those extra interferences and knocking out the rest and stuff like that to, like, get Jay even more heat. You don't have to. He already has it. He's in the ring with somebody that the fans are going to cheer for anyway because they absolutely adore him. And one thing that they kept like phoning home on both nights was they should have gave Naito the belt a year ago. They should have done it then. All the fans are so disappointed. So they really want him to win and they really want him to become the double champion because they feel like he deserved it and was a missed opportunity. To, like they, they're, they're, they're telling you this story on commentary about the fact that the crowd is so behind him that you don't have to do all this extra in the ring to get Jay even more heat. So it wasn't a bad match. Like I enjoyed the match, but I am burned on interferences at this point. Now it's time for the main event of night one of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Okada defending the IWGP heavyweight title against Kota Ibushi. Okada flies, but Ibushi catches him with a sit-out powerbomb for a two-count. Ibushi heads up top, and the Phoenix Blast misses. We get a Rainmaker by Okada, who picks Ibushi up, and he gets another Rainmaker, and the cover gets two count. Okada pulls Ibushi up, and he hits a Rainmaker. He pulls him up again, and he hits another Rainmaker. He pulls him up for a third time, but the third Rainmaker is countered, and Ibushi head kicks him, and then he hits him with a V-trigger. Okada counters into the sit-out tombstone, and then he hits another Rainmaker, and Okada retains the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and he will go on to face Naito in the main event of Night 2. So, Bushi is terrifying when he gets that look on his face. <laughs> just like... Oh, that I blanked out look? Yeah, everybody gets they everybody gets their head blocked off, like knocked off. That that look that is like as a fan watching, I'm just like, yo, when you get that hill turn on, I can't wait because it's going to be phenomenal because these blackout moments that he's having that they keep like hyping up on commentary too. Once again, Kevin Kelly doing a great job. Um, these blackout <laughs> moments he keeps having where he's just pretty much like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win and if you get hurt, you get hurt. 
And then even those moments where he knows sells things and be like, yeah, that didn't hurt. That didn't hurt. So let's try this again. Run that back one more time. Like those little small changes and differences in his like demeanor, they make that match even more important. Like I could have been, I would have been okay if Okada would have lost. Like I think that. Okada is starting to suffer from like that John Cena syndrome where it's like, yo, how many times are you gonna like hold the title or how many times are you gonna win? Like I I wanna see you lose, not because I don't think you're a good wrestler, but just because I feel like you're in the spotlight a lot and there's so many other wrestlers on this roster who deserve to have that spotlight every once in a while. And Kota Bushi's one of those people that I feel like, yo, he could have won this match or he should have won this match and then we could have got Naito versus Kota and see where that takes us. That would have not, that wouldn't have like put a mark on Okada's record or on his legacy or anything like that. Like, Kota, I think it's just, it's time. Like, it's, it's that time for him to take that extra, take that step, especially since he's made this commitment to New Japan and to wrestling. Like, it's time for him to be out here being a champion. I don't want to keep seeing him lose. And that, that blackout that I do whatever it takes, I feel like that should push him and propel him to win. So I like the match, but I really wish Dakota would have won it. Um, this match was great. And, like, remember how I said, like, Osprey versus Jerome was ridiculous? This is, like, yeah. I was trying to this is, like, on the same wavelength. You could go with either matches, like, match of the night or even match of the weekend. But it's just, like, it's just like these are two of the best in the world applying their craft and then showing out. Now, granted, the complaint about the match could be like the length, but that's what fucking Okada does. He just like having these long ass matches for whatever reason. That's some shit he like to do. Um, but even with that, if you can survive like that slow initial part, if you get so much good shit on the back end, and when and when fucking Ibushi goes dark, it's really awesome. And it's something that's been built up over many years. Because, like, when people started really getting on that man's nerves, he just kind of, like, loses it temporarily. But now I'm kind of noticing it. When he loses it now, it's kind of like it's more sustained and even stronger because he's older and more powerful. <laughs> so when he really gets fucking going, he just don't stop. Like, so I love those dark moments he has. And, hey, it would be interesting if he, like, goes fully dark someday. But, you know... The, the thing with, like, this situation, this scenario, we got so many, like, Ibushi versus Naito matches over the course of the last year. I understood why they didn't go back that, to that match. And, and somebody would leave in a stretcher if they had such stakes on the line. Oh, fuck out of here with that, that, that. Come on, man. Because them you know, they, in, they, they, they... Come freaking... on, man. You sounded like Alvarez and them dudes. Because they freaking try to they try to injure each other in a normal match, let alone put the title up on it. Good lord, bro! You watched NXT Takeover War Games and saw Adam Cole take a fucking air raid crash off the fucking top of his cell. Then watched him come back and get fucking killed against fucking Pete Dunne. Like have that match. So y'all gotta have. I mean, I was nervous. I was nervous for both of those things, though. Like, don't act like I wasn't sitting there clutching. Not the you, not you, right but, now. like, not you. I'm talking about, like, more fans be, like, banging on, like, Japanese dudes fucking each other up. But don't be banging on everybody be fucking each other up. It's like, show consistency. I mean, so, what Culture Wrestling did a episode 
or a YouTube video about like it was centered around Naito and Kota and just how aggressive and violent their matches are and how they could really end up hurting, you know, themselves. And it was because of them, but they also talked about like other other um promotions and how like those spots are dangerous regardless of who does them. But I think this past summer, like with the G one and everything, I think Coda and Naito really put it on display. And so fans that's the it's the the thing that's the most front in their mind is the first thing that they think of. And I don't wanna watch like it was again, I don't wanna watch them like try to kill each other. I wanna watch them have a really good match. And sometimes I think when those two are in the ring with each other, they <laughs> kinda go like balls to the wall and go, Yo, nothing's off limits while when you put them in kind of matches with like a Jay White or an Okada like you did for this fight, like there's that well let's 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 pull this back just a little bit so that we can make it to tomorrow. Oh, so yeah, I think a lot of wrestlers you kind of have to tell them like, yo, you need to chill out. Like that was the Daniel Bryan issue. Like you need to chill out. You if you want to keep wrestling, you need to chill. Like the one thing that like people it kind of works people nerve like Velveteen or like a Miz is wow they do a bunch of stuff to protect themselves. Well, yeah, because you want to have long careers. You don't want to only wrestle for you know four or five years and then can't ever wrestle a green. You don't want to be Edge. You don't want to be Daniel where you go out when you're on your prime and in Daniel's case, you got to come back. But what if he didn't get to come back? Then we never get what we get now. Like, it's okay to say, hey, let's let's let's, let's pull this back a little bit and not be so aggressive. So I'm, I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay with the fact that Okada went over because I get why. But if they're going to do like another Naito, Kota Bushi feud or whatever, they got to have to chill it out though they really are gonna have to pull that back a little bit because it, it it gets cringeworthy and it, it then he takes you out of the match uh my analysis of that main event match five stars as well again <laughs> you, I, you know what i support if, it if the timing doesn't like like that that slow start don't fuck with you i can see that too okada matches are movies they're movies. When you sit down cool. and you watch them, it is a movie. <laughs> there is a clear Don't beginning. minutes every match, though. Come on, there's now. a clear beginning. There's a clear middle, and then there's the end. And if you understand that you're gonna sit there and you're gonna have about eight minutes of the beginning, and then you're gonna have about twenty minutes of the middle, and then you're gonna get about ten minutes of the end, it's a fantastic formula for a match and he delivers every freaking time. That's part of the problem people have with Okada because this shit can be too formulaic. When he's forced out of that setting to where he has this exceeding amount of time to do whatever the fuck he wants, he can have some of his best matches are when he has time confined to him. When he has those G1 matches, when he kills it in G1, part of the reason he kills it in G1 because he only has 30 minutes to put together a match. In these fucking title matches, these shits be sometimes way too long. It's the kid's complete antithesis of what I see with Miyahara in his matches. He be having like 30-something matches, 30-minute matches. That shit's still like 15-minute matches. Because it's just like, it's just the style that fucking Okada be working. That's a detriment to like him. He's a great, he's a great, he's the best wrestler in the world. But that's, everybody got things they can work on. That's something you can work on. So I'm not going to let Lil Kyle go off the hook. 
I love Lil Kazu, and I love that he formulates his <laughs> matches that way because I know I'm getting ready to sit here and I'm getting ready to see an epic. And it's a championship match. It should be an epic. I don't, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I, I like boxing matches to actually go 12 rounds. You want to watch a 40 minute title match versus fucking, um, no disrespect, the Rogue General? <clears throat> oh. Yeah, I fucking got when I said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll definitely watch a 40 minute match before I watch Bad Luck Fale. Mm-hmm. A 40 minute match with, like, Okada versus Bad Luck Fale. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, because you know what? That, that's going to be the. I'm going to come away going, that's the best match I've ever seen Fale wrestle. Okay, you you stay there with that. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> Give me the no- cliff note. So now it's time to shift over to night two of Wrestle Kingdom 14, and we had a Neverweight Open Trios Gauntlet match. So Taguchi, Mag- Makabe, and Yano were the champions. They were in a gauntlet match that consisted of Ishii and Yoshihashi and Robbie Eagles. Evil Shingo and Bushi, Taichi, Desperado, and Kanemaru, Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro, and Chase Owens. So it goes, it breaks down to where it's the champions versus the LIJ contingent. Taguchi hits the Dodon and Shingo kicks out at two. The ankle lock follows. Shingo fights and escapes. We get the miss by Bushi and the pumping bomber by Shingo is followed by Made in Japan. And Shingo, Evil, and Bushi are your new never open weight trios champions. This match was interesting. <laughs> I don't think I realized it was Gauntlet until I was like halfway through it. Because I think I watched this match when I was half asleep. And so I was like, what's going on? And then I, after I figured out, I was like, oh, okay. And then she goes and came out, and I was like, well, that's how I want to win. And once they won, I was like, hey, that's good. So I'm happy with who won. I didn't really, like, pay attention to everything that was going on in the match, though. That's on you, Don. You break it. It was a normal, never open weight, six-man tag tag team title match. The belts swapped like it always does. Like they always do, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like it was like, oh, I'm paying attention, but I'm not paying attention because I kind of know how this is gonna go. Like the champions are gonna lose because they usually always lose, and it's cool. <laughs> right. Next up, Hiromu and Ryu Lee, aka Dragon Lee, faced off against Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoki Sano in the absolute final last match in the glorious career. Of Jushin Thunder Liger. Hiromu hits the Blu ray, but Liger counters the time bomb into a cradle for a two count. We get a lariat by Hiromu, and then he gets the legend up into the time bomb, and he pins Jushin Thunder Liger for the final time. Even one more, that's all I got to say. <laughs> we'll get to the official retirement ceremony of the legend a little <laughs> bit later. Them thugs, y'all. El Fantasmo <laughs> and Taji Ishimori defended their IWGP Junior Tag Team titles against Sho and Yo or Rapungi 3K. Fantasmo fights off the Chalk Arrow and transitions into the Styles Class for a two count. Fantasmo 
goes for the low blow, but Sho has a cup on. The challengers now take control. 3K runs wild. The shock arrow and the dragon suplex follows. 3K then hit a double stomp shock arrow. They get the pin on El Phantasmo, and we have new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions. It was a really Where good match. It was a really good match. Um, I laughed at the, that, that sneaky shit they did with the cup. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> sneaky style. And I just liked that we got like a a, a singles junior tag match that had a little time, and it was it was really good. So. I agree, but I also, when is 3K going to break up? I'm waiting on that. What? Oh, that whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, hold no, up, you know, hold up, hold up. I you know, I, I don't, it's funny that you, <laughs> it's funny that you said that. I don't really be snitching on people, but I was like putting up my matches and stuff like for my favorite matches from New Japan last year. And I put in like Shingo versus Show. Um, was one of my favorite matches, and I was like, I think it was, and I said it was a really good. It was a really good goal for like, um, show to chase Shingo because he has the potential for a stellar like career as a solo. Uh-huh. And I saw my shit like, and then I was on my way to work, and I looked up, and I and it says show Ron Punky three K, and I was like, can't be fucking him. And I Initially, they were like they were green. I think they needed each other, but mm-hmm. this is what their third Wrestle Kingdom now. I feel like it's time yeah. for them to go their separate think, ways. Like, I, wa- I, especially I, watching them in like Super Juniors or in G One, and you're just like, yo, they can do it. They can, they be can do it by themselves. They don't. Have, yeah, they, they don't can. need to be in matches as a tag team together. Like, they can go their separate ways. Let's build up another tag team. And like keep it pushing. No offense, like yeah. So you know, no offense, Don. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Like I was in that match, was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So when they break it up, and they didn't. So I was like, oh, they play play fucking shows music for a second after they won. You pick that. That's a whole other thing. They have they have separate music now and everything. Like just break these dudes up and it can be actionable it doesn't even have to be like a hill turn which I would prefer but it didn't have to be that it can just be like what you know Beretta and Rocky did like one of y'all moves up the other one stays here that's fine too mm-hmm, they could do that but like yo kind of got that relationship with LIJ so if they <laughs> turn if they got if they turn <laughs> that probably might be the right thing yo might be going let's so, go no. let's just go ahead and do it yeah. Yo, Battle Super Juniors is gonna be fucking ridiculous this year. So when is it? Cause it's not gonna it's be the like same in, time as always. I think it's May or something. It's usually okay. May. It ends in June. 
because it's like they announced all the dates for like well they announced certain like dates for this year and just like last year like if you were taking a trip to japan like like probably that first week or middle middle of june will be the one to go because on like like one one week you'll be going to the best of super junior finals and then like literally the next week you'll be going to dominion yeah, but like <laughs> I know they had to announce the dates because of the Olympics coming, and God was yep. trying to give people an idea of like the how only thing that go, changed. So. Everything was is the same except for the G one's going to be in October. Yeah, and that's going to make the make the road to like Wrestle Kingdom less tiresome because we over here be watching this shit, be like, mm, we got over here think, like <laughs> these dudes can win these matches. Like y'all y'all cast ain't winning, so can we just get to Wrestle Kingdom? That's the only thing that's gonna make it's gonna make the road to Wrestle Kingdom less tiresome. Back to the action. Zack Saber Jr. faced off against Sonata. He defended his Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Sonata gets the skull in, but Zack Saber Jr. counters into the European clutch for a two count. They counter they work into counters. The octopus hold by Zack Saber Jr., but Sonata counters and gets the skull in. Zack Sabre Jr. counters again and he gets the bridging pin for the win. I love these two. I can watch them wrestle at least once too. a month. I, I do too, but I feel bad if not I ain't get the championship. Because I was like, we trying to do the roll call and everybody be champions, but you ain't winning. And then I was like, uh-oh. Does this mean something for like the end of the card? <laughs> so that kind of made me nervous too. So I really enjoyed it. It was kind of funny that Zach got him with a fucking like like a, a flash pinfall because Sonata stayed beating him with them flash pinfalls. <laughs> so I like how the DNA of that connects to other matches. So yeah, these two are awesome. They're great together. I just I wanted Sonata to win too. <laughs> like why can't he win? But also Zach is never dropping that title. Like he it, it always ends up back with him. So it always, that's his yeah. title. That's his baby. <laughs> I think I think Zach is their guy that connects them to the UK. And Will to a, a, like a lesser district, but Zach definitely is their guy that, that represents the UK for them abroad in, in the company. So he's always gonna be one that champion or like or maybe an upper mid card champion. But yeah, man. They got connected. Yeah, they can. I think the overall story they're telling with Sonata right now is like he's awesome, he's great, but he just can't get through. And it's like he lost. I think he was the one that took the pinfall in tag league that lost the juice and and um Finn juice and his struggles against Okada. And I think that's the story they kind of going. And he's great, but he's just not good enough yet. But he'll get. He will. Someday. He'll get it. Oh, for it. Oh, he'll take the money and run. Oh, he'll take the money and run. Don't do it. Take the money yeah. and run. Hell, EO talking about she ready to come back home because she misses evil, so don't do it. Just stay where you yeah. at. You can come home, make more money, and be at home with evil. So, I mean, because they trying to get her back in song from what I heard. Yeah, so. they're trying to get her ex, Kyrie. Yeah, and their contract's about to be up, I believe. Well, I know Kari's contract should be up soon because I think she came through in 2016 or 17, so that's three yeah. years, right? 
Yeah, Kyrie, I think, is in March. EL might have another year, but mm-hmm. ain't no telling. Yeah, so we'll see. John Moxley faced off against Juice Robinson for the IWGP United States title. We get a knee trembler by Moxley, a left-handed guy by Juice, and then he hits another left-handed guy, and John Moxley is down. The pulp friction is countered. The Death Rider follows. Moxley hits a second Death Rider, and he retains the IWGP United States title. But wait, after the match, the King Minoru Suzuki arrives. He's here to fight. Moxley and Suzuki brawl, and Suzuki chokes Moxley out, and then he plants him with the Gotch Pile Driver. He grabs the United States title, and he poses over John Moxley. So let's talk about Bedora Suzuki. First of all, he had the whole tracksuit on. <laughs> like, oh no, we can take all this off. All this come off. <laughs> and they played they played his entire theme so that we got an understanding of how like important he is. The match with Juice and Moxley was good. I kind of figured that Juice was going to lose um when they gave him the tag the heavyweight tag belt because I was like, You're not gonna crown two double champions on one show. So mm. I knew I knew Juice was going to lose that match, but even with him, like even with me knowing that he was going to lose, it wasn't a bad match. I think that the tsunami kind of messed up the groove, and so what could have been, we don't we're trying to try to make up for it now, but it's a little late. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm happy that Moxley kept the belt because that means that that we get more Moxley, and getting more Moxley means I get Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki, and who wants that is Alyssa, and I hope her own man wins. Because I love boxing and everything, but Maduro got my heart, so that's where I'm going. Um, that was, I think he's great for a second challenger too, especially since Archer dropped the title. Like keep it in the family. All right, let's go. Let's well, what this stems from is when um, John Moxley came to make the challenge. When he mm-hmm. uh, in his blow by, he got Minoru Suzuki oh, that's too. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yep, the king don't let shit slide. At he all. Let, nope, he don't let don't shit let slide. slide. He's like, I'm going to let Archer handle this. And based on what that shit's do with that, I'm going to come for your neck. And he, he made, he, it, it kind of like made you understand even more why they didn't play his music the night before because they were saving it for this fucking night in this moment. It was a good match, but I cared more about the stuff that happened post-match. And I kind of feel like oh, this I kind of feel like this with Juice is good for him to get the hell away from the U.S. Championship because he's been so in like locked into that scene. It's kind of like limiting him, and he's always kind of putting people over, and that lowers him. It kind of makes probably makes some of the fans looking at him like, oh, he's just he's he's really good, but they only see him at a certain level. By him getting the hell away from that division for a while and just focusing tags, that could be good for him. So. It's a win-win. Suzuki versus Mark is gonna be wild, bro. Like, can you imagine? It's gonna be bloody too. Ah, Suzuki as a U.S. champion would be ridiculous. Next up, our never open weight title match. We see Kenta versus Goto. PK by Kenta 
and the Busaku Ni gets a two count. The Go to Sleep is counted. There's a headbutt by Goto and they trade strikes center ring. Huge lariat by Goto and the cover gets a two count. They start going wild with big bombs and slaps and then Ushigoroshi falls for a two count. Goto pulls Kenta up and the GTR connects for the win and we have a new never wait open champion in the form of Hiroki Goto. I like this match. It was hard hit. I did too. It was. It's what the never like, open I... weight title needed. A, a real like rock'em sock'em match. Like who Kenta is now and what he was in WWE are two different, totally, 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 totally different people. The aggression and the hard hitting that he has in these matches and like the actual dislike I feel between him and Goto is even better. So, and Goto also like going to LA Dojo, doing all that training, the breed gets your bottom part, like all of that. This is much like I feel like Lance Archer is most improved. Goto is too. Like he's really grown a lot in this last year, and so them two, it was it was uh, one of my favorite matches of the night for it to be like a match that like the never overweight, but like it matters and it doesn't matter. Like it was good. I this was a good show, and the swerve that we get later on in the show, like that was even better. So yeah, I did it. I support all of this. It was really good. It it definitely it was. It, it it lived up to the history of what you want at like Wrestle Kingdom, and it was definitely like Goto at Wrestle Kingdom. He don't fucking drop the ball. We can say what we want about Goto during the year at times, but when it gets to like, them big lights, he just take his shit to another level. So, Kenta is like he's such an asshole. He's doing such a great job as a as a heel, and, and it's kind of pissing some of the like the, the Fed defense squad that people say that look at this, this is another example of WWE fucking someone up, and then they getting out of your company and then just skyrocketing. And I know that's kind of hard for some people to like deal with. I don't get why it's hard for people to deal with it. You're not you're not a stockholder, so why do you fucking care that bad much? But, I mean, he got hurt, and, and that's part of his story over there, but they didn't know how to use him. And if you look at a lot of the Asian wrestlers they have, they really don't know how to use any of them, to be quite honest with you, for the most part. So, like, what what Ken is doing is just awesome. He's, he's a fucking, he's like, he's either the top heel or he's in the top tire of heel. Because this man, like, He's such an asshole with him, man. Awesome, man. In our constellation match between the semi and main events from night one, Jay White faced off against Kota Ibushi. Jay gets a chair, but Ibushi hits the Kamigoye. The last ride follows, but there's no ref. Ibushi yells at the down ref. He drags him back in, and Jay drops to counter the Kamigoye. Abushi follows with kicks. He hits the Kamigoye, but Ghetto pulls out the ref. Ghetto slides in, and Abushi cuts him off. We get a chair shot to the head by Jay, followed by brass knucks to the chin by Ghetto. Jay then pulls Abushi up. He hits a brain buster 
and the Blade Runner to get the win. Now, good Lord. I mean, they hit the man in the head with a chair. Then they hit him in the chin with brass knucks. Was really the brain buster and Blade Runner necessary? Man, was already in concussion protocol. Jesus. <laughs> Don is not here for these headshots. Dr. Don. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the match. And then the final stretch just kind of just, man, it, it just kind of took me out of it. It was just bullshit. So, y'all know how I feel about just the Gato shit he's doing with J and J matches. So, ain't no reason to repeat it, but I feel the same way about this match. So, it was cool seeing Murder Abushi again, too. <laughs> Two times in, like, in one weekend, just fucking people up. <laughs> so, like, I'm with you with that because when they knocked the rest again, I was like, again, like, I remember looking at it and saying I would do it the same angle again and then they was just like, I don't, I don't want to see that two nights in a row. So, we already hashed it out the first time. Good match. I guess Tota just couldn't get no, no wins this weekend. Poe baby. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho in a special challenge match faces Tanahashi. If Tanahashi is victorious, he will earn a title shot at J at uh, Chris Jericho's AEW championship. So Tanahashi slowly heads up top, but he flies into a code breaker for a two count. The Judas effect by Chris Jericho misses code breaker by Tanahashi and that gets a two count. Jericho counters the sling blade, but Tanahashi cradles him for another two count. The twist and shout follows, and the sling blade connects for a two count. Tanahashi heads up top, and he hits the aces high, but Jericho rolls through and he counters into the walls of Jericho. Tanahashi fights, but Jericho transitions into the lion tamer, and Tanahashi has to tap out as Chris Jericho is victorious. You know, this is the point where, like, New Japan World Stream got fucked up. <laughs> it was hard to watch. So, I almost turned off the stream, but I was like, man, I waited so many years to get this Okada versus Night on Matt. So, I'm going to fight through. And this Tanahashi Jericho match was really dope. I need to, like, I, I didn't give a fuck about that ref bump because, you know, we're not about ref bump life over here. So, <laughs> so it's just like... I'm gonna have to watch the last two matches again with like good streams. But man, I, I enjoyed Tanahashi versus Jericho, and yes, the forbidden door remains closed. <laughs> it was hard hitting, like, but it'll be old men. They did a good job. I can't even be bad at that. So, like, I. With surprise, they had Tanahashi tap. I figured that Jericho would just like pin and clean, but the tap, I was like, oh, okay. Because I was at all like, he's tapping? Oh, that wasn't expected that. Uh, but I figured Jericho was going to go over because AEW and New Japan don't have a working relationship right now. So they, they kind of uh, showed their hand. Um, hopefully they can get a working relationship because New Japan doesn't need to keep working with ROH. And we know they're gonna work, not going to work with TNA and, or WWE. So AEW's the next best option. And they kind of see each other right now anyway, so I, I, hopefully I, I that door will be open. 
I I don't have no problem with certain people being allowed access to like wrestle from AEW and in, in New Japan because it could benefit both. But I do not want to see motherfucking Ten Guy versus Jay White. <laughs> Fuck out of here! <laughs> like some of them dudes, they're not on the level of New Japan wrestlers. Like you could give me give bring, give me Jungle Boy and let him be in Wrestle Super Junior. I I would be down. Yes. For I'm down for that. I fuck with that kid. You know? it was like they got people over there that I rock with, but it's like some of y'all dudes don't deserve to be in New Japan. So keep that. You can keep that door closed for most of them, but like certain people, they could come through. I agree. Now it's time for the main event of night two of Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Naito versus Okada as the IWGP Intercontinental Champion versus the IWGP Heavyweight Champion in a double title match. Naito is down, clutching at his knee. The short Rainmaker follows. Okada hangs on and he hits another Rainmaker. Naito counters the next Rainmaker into a short Destino and he covers for a two count. Naito follows with the slam. He heads up top and he hits the Stardust Press, but it only gets a two count. Naito fires up and Okada counters the Destino, but Naito counters back and he hits a Destino. And we have a new IWGP heavyweight champion and we have our first ever double champion as Naito has finally done it. Six years in the making, he is the first ever double champion. After the match, Okada is helped to the back. Naito takes the mic and says he and Okada need to do it again. And Okada raises his fist to him. Naito is now presented the championships. He lays them down and he poses. He thanks all the fans for watching and they are finally seeing him flip the script. So what will he do with these belts? Tranquilo. He will never forget this weekend and he will take these belts into the future. That's when Kenta arrives and attacks Naito from the blind side. He lays out Naito with the PK. The go to sleep follows and Kenta celebrates before laying in the ground and pound. He tosses the belts down. He sits on Naito's chest while posing with the belts. Bushi finally arrives and runs Kenta off to the back. And that is your lasting image for Wrestle Kingdom 14. I'm going to keep it real with you at the moment. I'm going to keep it real with you at the moment. That shit happened with Kenta. I was mad as fuck. But I love, I, I love that match. And Naito got his win. He beat fucking Okada. Okada acknowledged him as his rival. And anything else after that, man, I don't really fucking care because Naito two belts is here. We didn't get our roll call. <laughs> I know, man. He fucked but... up the roll call. He couldn't wait till like after we did the roll call to kick him in the head. I'm just saying. We didn't get a road call. That's where I'm at. So it's like he told us at the end of the the never overweight match is like 
I got a plan. I'm not done. You did have a plan. (laughs) You did say that. When you think about it, like, everyone in Los Angeles has a title. Like, they have a fan. And they have, oh, well, I guess Sonata doesn't have a title. But, like, Corona has a title. And Naito has a title. So, the only one who doesn't have a title is Sonata. He best he best he fumbled the bag this weekend. But like roll call would have been great. Everybody comes out at all this shiny new gold that we have, and uh, I guess <laughs> it would have been cool. Like, but it would have been probably kind of embarrassing for Sonata to be the only one with no belt. So that's that's, that's true. The only, that's the only benefit in that roll call not being there. <laughs> like, why can't we run this angle like on New Year's Bash or something? I'm just. Like, we could have done it a different time. Like, let me, I couldn't enjoy my tears of being happy that he won because I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> That's what's it's called like, Memphis Heat, baby. That's what gave the books Memphis Heat. You know, at the end of Dash, I was like, you know what? It was, I, I, I could take out that part of the fandom of me of why, like, why y'all couldn't wait. But then I was like, you kind of needed that happen to make Dash even more important, especially right. after Dash. And right. then he's shit talking in the post match promo. Like, oh, he's right. tagging me on fucking Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, he was going in on him. I was like, man. And the in the grand part. scheme of things, it was important that it was supposed to happen. I'm yep. very happy that it happened, Aito. I think he deserves it. Um, I still think he probably should have won it like but a year or two ago, but them trying to run it back this time, the the fans left happy, and I think that's really all that matters. Like everybody left happy, and Okada seemed very like gracious in the fact that like he acknowledged him as his rival, and they had a good match. This match was shorter than the night before, or for me, it felt shorter than the night before. Um, and they hit all the spots they were supposed to hit, and it worked. So, you know, good job on them for making it work. And I mean, I, like, 100% appreciate the running, but I get why it has to be done. So, good job. Another match that I have in parentheses, five stars. (laughs) Good job, Doc. Yep, me too. I'm with you on that. Would you have um Goto versus Kusat though? As that's about four and a half. It 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 was close. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that too. It I'm was close. The line um, on that. Let's just talk about right quick before we move on to New Year's Dash and, and wrap this episode. Just the ultimate long term booking that this championship win was and is. From the Stardust Genius days to getting yeah. his match taken away from him to the short run as champion to getting pushed back down, having a hard time winning the G1, finally winning the G1, then getting set back in the in the in the championship match two years ago. This is just the longest term story in wrestling, and it finally paid off. It did. Yep, definitely paid off. Like 2014, 2015, 
And also, like, Naito had to to change his character and everything. Like, he left came back at Los Angeles, like, Mm -hmm. Nick Paul. Like, he had to become a whole different wrestler and a tired of a character. When I first really started watching New Japan was when he was throwing the icy belt around, and it made me so upset because I didn't understand (laughs) why he disrespected the title so much. Like, I'm going to be the first to admit that I did not like Naito. But that had a lot to do with the fact that, like, I didn't understand the story that was being told. So when I went mm-hmm. back and got the research of, like, why he was throwing the belt around and what happened, why he doesn't like that belt, the icy belt, all that. Then I was like, okay, totally makes sense. Hill for life. Keep doing what you're doing. And over time, like, he has built probably the best faction in New Japan, period, in my opinion. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They are some of the best group of wrestlers and brought Shigo in to replace Hiromu and still gets Hiromu back. And Shigo's now doing heavyweight. Like, his entire, like, growth from losing his match to now, it's phenomenal. And I think he really, really deserves to be double champion. Like, he was supposed to be the crown prince and he did get crowned. Now he is like I, I I'm with it. It was it was one of those emotional things for me, like to watch him finally have him and just realize like yo we've been on this ride for a minute and it paid off. You don't always get that payoff of wrestling. Like, it doesn't always go the way you want it to, and it finally did. So it was good. Very fitting. That I like pathway to his ultimate goal was through the title he never wanted. Yep. Yep. He seems really happier now if you look at him, dude. Like he does. He's like a weight lift off his fucking shoulder. It, I mean, you get to the mountaintop after being told no so many times. I know that that happens. Just, like that solidifies him. Like that's one of those. Like is he or is he? Is he or isn't he a Hall of Famer? It's like, oh fuck it, he's a Hall of Famer now. Like it's not even a question. All right. All right. Like, you know what's cool about these title matches, like this, this like double goal chase, is they showed Ibushi reaching back to the past to like help him in the present with the Phoenix Flash and him failing to hit it. But then the next night they have Naito go back to the past to reach back and use a Stardust Press, and yes. where he failed two years ago. So it's yes. like kind of that bridge between who you were and who you are to being who you are now, and. Like not a lot, not a lot of companies have that idea or that mindset to have something completely separate from another match play into another match. Just, just I'd like once I saw like Bushi miss that finish last, I was like, he's probably going to try to do that Stardust Press tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to, and I was like, when he was going up to do that Stardust Press, I was getting scared because <laughs> I remember okay, what happened last time. I was totally thinking. I was like totally thinking like, oh, is he gonna lose it now? He gonna lose it because that's what happened, and it did. Like, New Japan can write a hell of a storyline, like they really can. And so I, I guess in this situation, like if Naito can get it, Kota Bush is gonna get it too. It just we don't know when that's it. gonna happen. I, the, the original like thing from the dude, how we kind of wave, hand wave at times. It's like the original story was supposed to be in a double gash from his guesses that. Probably gonna be Coda versus um Kenny in one semifinal and Naito versus Okada in one semifinal. 
Naito probably would have been um Naito would have been the um um no no Akata would have been the IC champion and Omega would have been like the IWGB champion one end and then like um Naito would have got Okada the first round took him out and then took out like Omega in the in the finals but I still got what I wanted so I don't fucking care but that that was a part that was that was potential scalping so he probably he probably would have he would have like that would have been like I guess that'd have been Naito's like Jerko shit from back in the day, like how he got the rock in um Austin in one night. Yeah, so Yeah. Yeah, that probably would have been Naito's version of that. But hey man, shit, you still got it. I don't care. I mean, we could we might still be able to run this back with Kota Bushi and Kenny if AEW and New Japan can get along. So fingers crossed that the forbidden door does open. I would not be mad at a Omega versus Ibushi match for like IWGB title at Wrestle Kingdom at some point, but you know we'll see. Now we'll move on to the final events of the weekend in New Japan New Year's Dash, and it started off with the touching Jushin Thunder Liger retirement ceremony. So Liger is out in the middle of the ring. In his gear, the babyface rosters all come out to take photos. Chaos comes out. They give him um, flowers and things like that. Okada takes a selfie with uh, Juice and Thunder Liger and the Chaos crew. Uh, next up, the uh, New Japan officials come in. They have flowers and handshakes. Then Juice and Thunder Liger's wife and son, they come out. And Tanahashi's just crying big strong man just weeping uh on the big screen antonio Inoki sends juice and liger a special message so that had the crowd ooing and on then liger gets on the mic he says he remembers his debut at the tokyo tokyo dome and then yesterday he had his last match there he says he's grateful to be able to retire after 31 years and he thanks the fans he says the wrestler liger is finished but new japan will continue to grow and thrive he said his mother was there last night and she is here tonight and he thanks her. He said to his wife and son, I've made you lonely, but now I'm coming home. Thank you all. Uh, they do a 10 bell salute to all the fallen uh, wrestlers that he had wrestled. So basically Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, um, and they should have some. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so they, so they did a 10 bell salute to those guys. And then the Juice and Thunder Liger song play for the final time as Tanahashi <laughs> told everybody to sing along. <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, that, that shit got me. Like, I'm going to tell you what point got me that had me balling is when he brought his family out and told that story and then they all said their pleasantries and it's like, I'm thinking about to the, back to the time when he had brain cancer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, he could have died. He wouldn't. He wouldn't been here like that's twenty four years ago." But he's still here, and he's got more time with his family, and the fans got more time with him. So he got so much time with Liger, and that broke me. And then fucking Tanahashi fucking balling broke me. And then I started thinking about Tanahashi, and this this time is going to come at some point, and I'm probably going to cry like a bitch too. Then. And, <laughs> Ten time was all broken up too. Ten time was over there weeping too. 
And I'm thinking about the fact that, yo, and, some, and I'm also thinking about, like, damn, Tanahashi is watching everybody leave. Like, he watched Kushida. He was crying about Kushida leaving the year before. He watched Nakamura leave. Like, Shibata left. But the thing of at least Shibata is still helping out, train, and develop right. people. So, right. And Nike is supposedly still going to be helping out behind the scenes. You're just not going to see him no more. That's all. Mm-hmm. But you still be you still be helping people. But yeah, nobody does retirements like Japan. This was awesome. Uh, just nobody. Like said, so much emotion in the crowd through the wrestlers. It was definitely uh, a great way to start the show. So um, after that, we had to bring everybody back up. So we had the best opening bout in all the professional wrestling. Is the LA <laughs> Dojo versus the New Japan Dojo. As Hanare, Uemori, and Suji faced off against Carl Fredericks, Alec. Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors. We get a spine buster by Carl Fredericks and the elbow drop connects. The half crab follows and Yuramura has to tap. Now this little recap is a total disservice to how good this match is. Actually. That match is fucking awesome. <laughs> this match is a really well, good match. I didn't watch it. So no, it's over. I have no opinion. Oh, you didn't watch Ooh. it? No. Dude, you gotta watch it. Yeah, you got to go back and watch it. I didn't watch Jushin's retiring thing because, like, I ain't going to cry. I, that's really, with me being congested and not having a voice and all of this, I was like, oh, I, I can't do anything that involves me having to, like, let smoke tears out and be dehydrated. So I fast-forwarded through <laughs> all of that. Um, props to Jushin. I, I saw all the stuff that people, like, Arby's did something, AEW did something. I think either WWE or NXT, one of them did something. Like, say, thank you for everything that you've done. And I really appreciate that. I do want to pose this question to you guys. I posed it to somebody else before. So, I know that Jushin did not wrestle for WWE. But, seeing as how WWE put everybody in the Hall of Fame. We could put Jushin in the Hall of Fame this year. as Like, the, what is it? The Celebrity Hall of Famer, if we wanted to, or no, just put, he wrestled, him, put him in. He wrestled for NXT and he wrestled for WCW, which they technically own. So oh, they could squeeze yeah. him in. So because I really, think, right now, I really think that would be like to to culminate his full retirement. I feel like he should be able to get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Also, they haven't made any more announcements about that. Not yet. Doing like the first two. Yeah, <laughs> I was yet. like, oh, okay. If they, if they were to do that, they will probably get a lot more people <laughs> to go to the event. But they're not going to do that because they're in war with New Japan. So they don't want to give no life to New Japan. I'm going to tell you that for a fact. Right. Yeah. Because right. if you talk about Liger. I understand that. But like, Liger just. One thing, I, he may not be somebody that I like, like because. I've seen him in his older days, so I, I have a less of appreciation than other people do because I got into this wrestling being late. Um, but from everything that I have seen, from everybody's feelings, from different watching different older matches and stuff like that, he transcends wrestling and all that beef between like promotions. I feel like, and he's one of those unifying figures that like everyone can point to and say, "Yo, I watch his matches." He made an impression on me. And he did, I mean, y'all did him a solid. He did you a solid. He did come back and wrestle NXT about, what, five or six years ago. Yep. And 
did a pretty good job. So it may not be my favorite match, but to other people, it was a good job. And it meant <laughs> a lot to like Tyler Breeze. So I feel like screw the whole beef you have with New Japan. It's not really about that. It's more so about just what he means to wrestling. And you don't want to not do it now. And then you have to do it like when he passes away. Because that's, 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 that's a missed opportunity on their part. And WWE is good about missed opportunities, I know. But why not do it now when everyone's celebrating him? The whole like the whole wrestling community is celebrating him. So why not just do it now? Vince got this particular idea of wrestling. <laughs> like, like Vince has this way about him, and, he, and he's been consistent about this. We do not talk about other companies. That especially companies that we're in competition with. Only companies we'll talk about is competition people we're not in competition and we got our hooks into. So if they if they talk about Liger and some of these fans start digging through the internet, YouTube or get worlds, that's gonna draw more fans over to New Japan and that's gonna make people be like, mm, you know what? This some bullshit. I'm gonna go watch this more. <laughs> so they're not even gonna even try to risk that. So if you even think about how they talk about like Gallows and Anderson in Japan, they don't never say New Japan. They always say IWGP. The only person that will say New Japan is probably like Daniel or Moro because they got those relationships over there and they kind of don't fucking care. <laughs> so, like that part. They, they, they don't they don't say those names. That's that's one of their rules. But if it was like a world not about beef and stupid shit, yeah, you put them in and you get the payday. Give him that payday, and then you get all the people to come to like WrestleMania, like, to, like to see him. Cause it's like, but yeah, man, they're not gonna do that sadly. The uh, two most, um, what I want to say, um, mind blowing, and two wrestlers who made me like expand my horizons on what wrestling could be. The Great Muda and Jushin Thunder Liger. Exactly. Yep. Those are the two people. If you're a certain generation, those those are the two people that like. Okay, this is what's going on over there. Like, ooh. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I totally understand it, but I feel like some things are bigger than beef. I like Kevin Kevin Owens doing the show to like on Raw. Like he did Liger slap. In the mat, mm-hmm. and that yeah, made, made me dig up the like an old picture of like Kevin that I had. That I think it's him. It might be Liger. It might be one of his friends dressed as Liger, and like um Kevin has the CTU like because that was Liger's hill unit from back in the day. I think like Chris Devin was in that. Like you know Finn was in that that unit too. So I think Goto was in that unit too. So. It was kind of cool, and I put that in there, and I guess people liked it because like, they didn't know about the picture. It's like so, kind of like help us people understand that this man got fans over generations. Kevin, yeah. did, Kevin did not have to do that for him, but he did that because he appreciated him because he grew. Cool. Next up on our card, we had a four-way junior tag team match where Rapungi 3K was in the match versus Bushi and Hiromu versus El Despi and Kanamaru versus Ishimori and El Phantasmo. Show and Despi trade strikes. We get a lariat by show, and the Project Champa follows for a two-count. 
The shock arrow is countered by a headbutt and a right by Despy connects. Bushi makes the save. He missed Yo and then Despy then cradles show for the win. So we all know what that means. Kanamaru are going to be first in line for the new uh, challengers for the junior heavyweight champions. I'm with it. <laughs> yep, I saw that new beginners cards, man. Woo! That's some really fire cards, bro. Yo, I was like, do I want to fly to Miami and catch a match or no? Unfortunately, <laughs> things have changed on my end. There's only about four <laughs> events that we are mandatory have to work at my job. Oh, oh man. Yeah. can't get and, and this and the New Japan show falls on like the main one. Oh dang! Yeah, dang, bro. Yeah, yeah. It is awful, but I'm gonna make it through it. Next match: Tangaloa, Tamatanga, Chase Owens, and Bad Luck Fale. They faced off against Kota Ibushi, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley. Knee strike by Chase Owens, and that gets two count. The package power dropper is fought off by Ibushi with a knee strike. Tanahashi joins in for double teams. We the Kamagoye by Ibushi to Chase Owens. And Kota Ibushi, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley are victorious. After the match, Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi, a.k.a. Team Golden Aces, they challenge Ben Juice for the tag team titles. I was surprised by that. It was very disappointing. Yep, I was surprised, but that's a good first, like, out of the fence, potentially, for them. And I, I agree. Yeah, and... Just like having Tanahashi and Ibushi having a tag team was just kind of good for them. Remember, like how you talked how you talked about earlier, like the thing with Okada is this shit get be getting tiring because it's just always him in like being champion or chasing title, and yeah. he don't really be doing nothing else outside of that. I mean, <laughs> if you, you move Okada around on the car, he will be even more entertaining. It's like right. The tag team with Ishii or Osprey and let them go after the tag belt and build up that division. So you can do different things. You are just status quo. So you put Okada all over the card. That makes him even better. And I, and I like that that's what they do with Tana. Tana kind of gets to go wherever he wants to now and do whatever he mm-hmm. wants to. Like he can be in this match and that match. He had a match with Jericho. He was doing this. You know, like he fought Jay White. He's tagging with Koda. Like they let him do his own thing like he wasn't just champion last year so <laughs> I thought the match was cool but like when they did the challenge I was like yo that was real like respectable that mm-hmm. was polite they shook hands and everything I was like oh, okay this is gonna be an actable match okay cool yep now for one of the best tag team matches yes! you're ever going to see <laughs> anywhere <laughs> at any time Freak! Shingo and Evil. They switched it up this time. It's not Sonata and Evil. Shingo and Evil faced off against Ishii and Goto. It breaks down into a Lariat Buffet and everybody is down. Goto and Shingo trade, lighting each other up, and then they trade headbutts. 
Shingo counters into a draping DT GTR, and then he hits the last of the dragon. And Shingo and Evil pick up the win over Ishii and Goto. Oh, yeah, sis. Tell them how you feel about this match. Hope you watched it. No, I totally watched it. It was amazing. I just can't have the same enthusiasm y'all have, but it was fantastic. She goes perfect. I don't care what nobody say. He's my favorite LIJ member now. I was okay. getting cool of him in the beginning, but nah, she goes she go get all the go. I don't care. Like, I love Night, so he's going to always have a special place in my heart or whatever, but Shingo is it. He is it, and he, I don't know, he just adds to the matches in a way that you're just like, I didn't realize I wanted to see this match, but I want to see that match, too. Like, was it him and Goto were in the ring? And I was like, yo, let's run that back one more time. Speaking well, of which, make that challenge. Shingo yep. challenges Goto after the match for a yep. never open weight title match. Yes, please. I, it, it's been confirmed. They're going to be the main event of a new beginning show. So it's ridiculous. Like, this is the thing that pisses New Japan fans off. We like, give us Goto versus, give us Goto and Ishii as a tag team, you motherfuckers. Because we know they bang. And now you gave us Evil and Shingo. Like, you can't be giving us this type of level of tag teams. Have them put out this match. They don't give us the goddamn tag matches. And we're not even saying just have them versus each other. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at them having the matches versus each other like once or twice a year or three times a year. Right. Like, not over the course of the year. I would not mind that at all. But you just, like, when you tease people, like, with that level of match between these two teams, it's like you could do more in that heavyweight tag team division. You're just being lazy. Right. Oh my God. I love that tag match. Like, yeah, it, I love was, it, it was super good. And hopefully, since they kind of put Fit Juice together, like it, look, it looks like they are trying to maybe figure out a way to build up this tag division. Like maybe we will get more of this. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's good for Sonata not to be in the tag picture because he's been in it for so long. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm for evil, though. <laughs> I do, but then who do you get to replace Evil? Like, there is yeah. not another body, so you kind of have to have Evil do the match. You know, like it, it's one of those things. Like it's, it's like it's like he needs to be chasing after a mid card or like a main title, but we also need him as a tag partner, and we can swap him out with Sonata. But it's kind of the same story. Like y'all should be chasing after other titles, but we also need y'all to be in a tag team. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And but it, it it looks like they're trying to separate Sonata and have Sonata be the one that they're going to have go through these single stuff, and then let she go and evil and Bushi kind of be the three man tag or the two man tag and alternate them out. So yeah, I'm good with that. Like I think that they see it more for Sonata than they do for Evil, and that's fine. I think that Evil has proven himself that he deserves to be in singles, but. Either way, this match. There's so many spots, yeah. Only so many spots. Yeah, this match was great. And let's do this again. Let's let's run this back one more, a couple more times. Single matches, tag matches. However y'all want to do the matches, let's just let's run this back a couple more times. <laughs> Okada, Will Ospreay, Robbie Eagles, and Yoshihashi, a.k.a. Chaos. They took on Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi. AKA Suzuki Gun. 
is being kicked by Yoshihashi, and Okada tags in. Okada works over Taichi, he hits the running elbow and the corner elbow. Taichi cuts off the DDT with the backdrop driver. The head kick follows for a two count, and off come the pants. Robbie flies in with a missile drop kick, it breaks down. Okada drop kicks Lance, and Taichi hits Okada with the iron fingers for disqualification. After the match, Taichi looks for the last ride on Okada, but John Moxley arrives and he comes face to face with Minoru Suzuki. They talk shit and then they brawl. Moxley laughs at Suzuki, slaps him, and they continue to trade slaps. We get a death rider by Moxley as he gets revenge and he leaves Suzuki laying in the middle of the ring. Hey man, I just I just enjoyed the setup they did for multiple matches. I see versus Okada, Mox versus um, Suzuki. They, they building up Robbie Eagles too, even though my man got his ass whooped like bread from Friday. Yeah, but that I think that just comes with the that comes with the territory. Like you're the new guy, so you get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not a young lion. Like we're not gonna call you that. Like you're not that far down the totem pole. But in this long list of who's been in chaos longest, you have not been. So you're gonna take these bumps. You gotta pay your dues, son. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I mean, Osprey's not going to. So, like, what are we doing? No, you know he's not. <laughs> now it's time for our main event of the New Year's Dash, as the newest, biggest heel in all of wrestling, Kenta, teams up with Jay White. To go against Naito and Sonata. It breaks down. Sonata takes out Ghetto. And the skull end follows on Jay. He swings Jay around. But the moonsault misses. Sonata lands on his feet. But Jay hits the sleeper suplex. The Blade Runner is countered. And then Sonata cradles Jay White for the win. After the match. Jay White low blows and beats down Sonata. As Kenta pummels Naito. They get chairs and continue the attack on L.I.J. Jay gets on the mic and the crowd, they hate these guys so much. Jay says that a new opportunity has come and he's going to bring Sonata back to reality. Kenta mocks Naito and says the fa- and asks the fans if they enjoyed last night at the Tokyo Dome because he had a lot of fun. He says he won't go home despite the chance and he keeps stepping on Naito as he talks. He says he will take these belts from Naito as he poses with both titles. You know, we've come a long way. Because when I first started watching New Japan, the chant used to be, Taichi, go home. Go home, yep. Now they're telling <laughs> Kenta to go home. They they were fucking mad at Kenta at the end of the dome. Yo, they they are mad. Yo, dude, like, Bullet Club has the most heat out of everybody because they have Jay and Kenta. Like, fans can't stand either one of them because they feel like they have disrespected their champion. And you know what? I'm with it. I support it. Let's go. Dude, I wish there was okay. an actual beef between Jay and Kenta, but that's what I was about to ask. That's what I was about to ask because, like, 
Chris and Kevin brought out the receipts about how JB acting when people jump in front of him in the line. And I was right. like, I ain't had none of that shit either. So I was like, and Gino got yeah. flustered when he put him on him. But it's true, like, Jay might be saying this shit right now, but it kind of looked like Jay let Kenda get his ass whooped at the beginning of the match to, like, like send him a little message. Like, but my thing is, who you like, you can't really kick either one of them out of Bullet Club. Like, they, they, they can, like, set, like, set the undertone of something funky going around and one of them get kicked out. I think, like, it would be interesting if they kicked out Jay and then put like Kenta in that spot because Kenta will be the first Japanese like leader of Bullet Club. So but, that would be that would give it a different spin. So But like but, Jay can't yeah. go back to chaos. Jay's just gonna have to be a man on an island. So, right. It's not like he gonna be like he's he gonna be out here being a lone wolf, which I guess works because then you can have Jay like recruit his own faction, if that's something that they wanted to do, if they wanted to add a new faction to New Japan, which they might. I they got a whole bunch of those do. LA Dojo boys that's going to need some spots. Right. Yep. And yep. Right that, would that. Mean, that would mean that, you know, Jay would align himself with Shibata. Shibata and Kinsa got beef. Yo, we just built a whole storyline. Like, let's go. <laughs> Is Shibata going to wrestle? Are they going to pay that off? Or were they with I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't know. It's kind of like with the Edge shit too. Like you hearing shit about him being clear, but then did he just get like, overexcited? Like, like I think he. It, they had. They. I think they just did that. Maybe they were thinking of doing the match, but then they they couldn't do the match. So that's why he wasn't even in the corner for Goto. At Wrestle Kingdom because he didn't want to remind fans of that shit. Right. So I think he can. I, I don't know. I don't think he can wrestle a full match. I don't think so either. But like, then I think he can take yeah. bumps. I don't think he can wrestle a full match. That might be the situation with Edge too. Like he can take, he can like do action, but he can't take nothing on a receiving end. Right. right. If, if you looked at like Edge for many years, he would come back. He would never get physically involved. But the last time he came through, he did get physically involved. So that yeah. that type of shit leads to rumors. So I don't, we got to wait and see on both counts. Who yeah, knows? He speared Elias. Yeah. And yeah, he has nobody. Like, yeah. Spear nobody ever. So it's just like, what, what's really, what's like, what's the truth? And what's not? But I, I mean, we never thought that Daniel Ryan would come back and he came back and he's been wrestling for what, six, seven months now? Clean. And basically been fine. So, I mean, maybe they have found something else out. Maybe they've had some surgeries or done some different therapies or something. You know, modern medicine changes every day. So there's no telling if they're maybe they're making changes and adjusting. I just, I would like to see him wrestle. But I, it's kind of like that same thing like when Hamaru came out and challenged Osprey. He was throwing himself around. It was like I understand you're trying to prove a point. Can you stop? Cause making- stop doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's like I I know what you're doing and I support it, but can you stop? Cause I'm nervous. Cause yeah. you say you're clear and the doctors say you're clear, but like, what if you hit that too wrong and you're not? Like I I don't want to not see you wrestle and you just got back. And that's kind of that same thing with Shibata. Like I don't want to have that possibility of you being able to wrestle and then it get taken away from me because 
one weird spot goes wrong. And I also don't want to see you just like fall out in the middle of the ring and we never get to see you wrestle ever again. I don't want to see nobody put themselves in harm that could potentially end their life or put them in a wheelchair or paralyze them. If you if you can't come back, you can't come back. I appreciate everything you did. And if I really want to see you, I just hit back hit hit the world or hit the archive on WWE and show my enjoy my moments through that. Cause you did what you could do and now it's time for the next generation to take over. Well, that was the setup for the new beginnings, which will be starting to take place later this month with an American tour as well. So please check that out as they're going to be uh, all around the Southeast United States. And then they're going to come back and they're going to be on New Japan World doing their thing so please check out those events and always share your commentary with color by using the hashtag cast of strong style so at this time we'll start with our special guest miss madam lizette give us your shout outs and thank yous well thank you guys for having me back on uh congested and lost of voice and everything i appreciate it thank you new japan for putting on like a great weekend i didn't think the two-day situation for Wrestle Kingdom would work, but it worked out very well, so I appreciate it. <coughs> As always, shout out to my Forever Young cast um, co-host JJ and V. Hopefully, we might get a May Young Classic this year because we got all these women in, in in WWE, not even like outside of WWE. We have all these women in WWE. We should do another tournament and see what happens. And NXT has the most important title in the in the roster on both rosters, main show and NXT. Um, shout out to Russell Bay and just shout out to the entire WrestleCast family. Thank you guys again. I appreciate it. Thank you for being able to join us on this special edition of Cast a Strong Style. We always appreciate your insight. And I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Anwar Starwin for his shout-outs and thank yous. Shout-out to our special guest for bringing a different type of flavor and opinion on it. It's always appreciated on this part. Um, shout-out to JJ because that's how we get down. Shout-out to... Um, damn! Why am I getting old and forgetting people on name? You know the other member of Forever Young Cat. I'm sorry. I'm going old. Miss V. Um, Miss V. Miss V. My bad. I'm tripping. <laughs> can't go ahead and so... No snitch. Oh, um, shout out to Terry Boy and shout out to everybody else who listens. Yay. I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Anwar Starwin and Miss Madam Lizette for being able to join me on this edition of Cast a Strong Style. Give a big shout out to everybody who listens to the Rascal Cast and who shared their commentary with color by using the hashtag Cast a Strong Style for both nights of Wrestle Kingdom and uh, New Year's Dash. Also, please support the WrestleCast, become a patron by supporting the Patreon page, and listen to the Dark Match as you can become a patron over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Check out our thoughts when it comes to uh, AEW, and you'll also hear Anwar Starwin's thoughts on domestic wrestling, and Elisa has some thoughts too on the latest episode, so please 
check out the dark match over on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. So for our special guest, Madam Lizette, and for my co-host, Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.